Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Storytime with the Historist. Storytime with the Historist. All right. <laughs> uh, with your hosts, Jen Dumas and Matt Breen. Mr. Breen, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I don't know uh, if you've been following all the, the updates on you know social distancing and everything else. No. Um, but things are looking pretty good for us. So maybe, just maybe... You know that we'll be out of this thing sooner rather than later. Like last week, though, we hit the like projective; it was going to be our spike, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen, obviously, because we've effectively pushed the curve out to the right and flattened it out until the end of May. They're thinking, but it's going to be small if we all keep doing what we're supposed to do. Oh, that is nice to hear. So we actually did flatten the curve. Yeah, yeah. Way to and go, Colorado. Way I know. To go. Look at us. We're do- but uh, you know, some of the national projection stuff is like the next hot spot will be Colorado. But looking at what the data are showing, uh-huh. it'll be the next hot spot because we've effectively pushed things farther back. Right. So, right. Um, but again, gotta everybody. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep your distance. Wear your mask for other people. Yes. Not for you. It's for other people. Correct. Uh, you know, we we got to think about our social contract. Right. We, we have a responsibility. Else. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. I know. Yeah. There was word on the street, a couple, I was talking to Miss Stevens, our, our LMC person the other day, and she was none too pleased with the amount of people who were downtown in Denver, not yeah. practicing a whole lot of social distancing. I know there's some areas, I mean, I'm in Denver too. And there's some areas where I see folks, you know, out and about and they're like, Oh, nothing's going on. So it must mean everything's fine. Like, no, 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 no. Like you got to remember why we're doing this. Nothing going on is the goal. Yeah, that's it, the- it, It's working if it's a much ado about nothing, you know? Right. And if you all start going out there in mass droves, then it's not going to be nothing anymore. Yeah. Just look at Florida. Oh God. Those yeah. honest to God sometimes. I know. Florida. Okay. So good news on the social distancing front. And I have a little bit of good news with today's podcast. Oh, we've got a good news podcast finally? We do. All right. All right. I'm excited for that. We've been promising and searching and scouring the internet and because we can't go to the libraries or anything like that to find any books or stories. So what did you find for us that's so happy and good? I found us a love story. A love story. All right. I think this is a, a first for story time with the history. So I don't think this, we've done a love story before. Definitely not. I mean, so, all right. Is this going to be like Romeo and Juliet love story or no, Othello sort of love no, story? No, because those are the worst things ever. Oh, my God. Rome- well, actually, Othello I kind of like, but Romeo and Juliet, no dice. Oh, my God. Okay. So pathetic. All right. No. So this is, is this a like, so I'm trying to think of other historical love stories. I'm guessing at this. Is this like the Taj Mahal? Because that's a love story, but it's also tragic and little. There is a, There is a little tragedy, but it is that kind of epic love. Okay, so this is like real deal epic love. It's epic not like love. something after the, the after the fact, like you're dead, so here's a big building. No, epic all love. Right. All right, what do we got? Okay, so this all started because, you know, during our, you know, stay-at-home orders, you know, I get a little bored and I start doing some research. And um, my peeps, my ancestors come from the country of Hungary, right? Oh, Central and, Europeans. Yep, that's right. Peasant folk right here. So, <laughs> um, so what I was doing is 
just researching, you know, what was going on in Hungary. And I came across this article. Now, granted, this was in 2013, but still I thought it was super cool. There were a group of historian, uh, excuse me, Hungarian researchers and archaeologists who were attempting to find the heart of Suleiman the Magnificent. You know, the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Ottoman. Yeah. The Ottoman, like the best emperor ever uh, or sultan ever of any Muslim empire. And apparently what had happened is in 1566, uh, Suleiman brought like 100,000 troops into Hungary in this town of Zgitvar and with the goal of capturing this town, then heading on to Vienna and eventually capturing Vienna, which they never do, but still. But it turns out um, this battle was a little bit harder on the Ottomans than they thought it was going to be. And actually, Suleiman dies here in 1566. And while his body was taken back to to Istanbul, his heart actually stayed in Hungary. And it just got uh, left left my heart in Hungary. Classic. See? See, it's a new song. It's gonna be really popular. <laughs> um and so this whole this whole team in 2013 wanted to go and find the heart. And and they actually do. Like I did some further research and they actually do find the heart and it's it's a really cool deal. But it just got me thinking about Suleiman and his heart. And so oh. then I decided I gotta know what this guy's heart is really like. I see where you're going with this. That's tricky, but I like it. It is, right? And I've got to be honest with you. He's got quite the big heart. Oh, okay. And, well, so I mean, even though we know he's one of the greatest Muslim leaders, he could be really vicious at times because that's sometimes what you need to do as leader. But good God, right. did he have someone he was head over heels in love with. Oh, uh, so this is, when we're talking about his heart, we're not just talking about his physical heart. We're talking like the metaphor we of are. the heart. And that gets us to the love story, I assume. The love story. And, and here's that's pretty good. It is. It's a, it is a really cool love story. It's like this rags to riches, two different cultures coming together. I mean, it's Ooh. just a cool love story. So let me let me start out for you. So here's okay. Yeah. All right. So when the Ottomans start taking over a bunch of territory, that's great. Suleiman becomes sultan. That's great. And his second in command was in the Ukraine because they took over territory in the Ukraine, and right. he bought a slave for Suleiman. And a her, slave. A slave. A slave, okay. a slave girl. Oh, a young woman. Her name slave was Ro woman. Yes. Her okay. name was Roxlana. And she was taken from the Ukraine and first simply given to Suleiman. Like his second in command's like, here's my gift to you, oh great Sultan. You know, nothing like treating humans like property, but <laughs> this is quite the love story here. <laughs> it gets better, I promise. I hope so. Um, so um so she becomes a slave, but you know, she works her way up through you know, the avenues and eventually becomes part of Suleiman's harem. And Okay. So for those, you know, a harem, if, if we're remembering back, the harem is like the group of wives mm -hmm. that um, a king or like a nobleman or somebody of pride or privilege would have. We've, we had uh, in Passports to Heaven, we talked about harems as well. Yeah. And totally, whether we agree with him or we don't, which, you know, I obviously don't. I'm like, dude, that's not cool. But that was just a part of history. But Old stance. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and so, and so she becomes part of the harem, and Suleiman is just taken with her. First of all, she's totally unique. She's got pale skin, red hair. Like she, she from all accounts I've read, she was totally hot. So she's like stunningly beautiful. She's right. unique because she's coming out of Central Europe, and right. so she's got those that Viking heritage. Mm -hmm. um, and so she, she is this what like captures like he's just like oh she's hot, or is there more to this story than just like is it more than skin deep? I guess it, is, what it is 
absolutely more than skin deep. Do you she have proof actually, of this? I do. She Ooh. actually becomes known as Huram Sultan, and Huram means the laughing one. What oh. Suleiman was most taken with was her personality and sense of humor. Oh, very good. All right. So she's got depth. She's stunningly beautiful, but she's she is a modern Disney princess. Oh, she is. Yeah, I think that's a great. She would be. God, which Disney princess would I equate her to the most? I already uh, know in my head, but I have an advantage. Oh, you totally do because you have little girls. So you've <laughs> got this. Girls, all. Yeah. So who would you say? She's Anna. She's, she's Anna from the Frozen series. She's it, it, got depth. She's got personality. She's got pluck. She's got the, that reddish brownish hair. Okay, so she she's sounds... the sister. That's I didn't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I, mean, I mean, because Elsa is everybody's favorite. But if you were going to pick like the, the princess that you know, you'd want your daughter to grow up to be, I think mm-hmm. you'd want her to grow up to be Anna in a lot of ways. And it sounds I like, like it. she is Anna. That's awesome. I was thinking Ariel from The Little Mermaid, but I haven't seen it so long. I have no idea if that isn't even a good. Uh, I think so. I, we watched The Little Mermaid on on, on lockdown here, and nice. I think that that's a good call as well. All right, yeah. All right. So she's got this. She's really beautiful. She's super smart. This vibrant personality, and so Suleiman just falls over head over heels and makes him his first wife. So she literally goes bottom to the top. She does. She goes from slave to part of the harem to numero uno for Suleiman. And, All right, so and if that's, you're keeping track at home, this is like uh, Disney meets Drake. Yeah, exactly. And this, right. is, this is a big deal. You don't see women coming from outside of the empire becoming first wives. That just doesn't happen. She wasn't right. even Muslim. Right, yeah. And, and, and this is the Ottoman Empire. So we know that they're pretty tolerant, yeah. religiously speaking. So we, we do know that. But still, this is, this is kind of unique uh, in, in terms of historical um, uh, upward mobility, I guess is what we're talking about. Yeah, I, in think, a way. I think Suleiman basically looked at everybody else and said, screw you. I'm going to marry the person who I love and who you know, interests me the most. I don't care where she's from or what she believes. Too bad, so damn sad. I'm going my own way on this. I guess if you're the greatest king in the history of your people, you can do that. I, I and that it's a love story. It so. is a love story. So he marries her. Uh, she does convert to Islam for him. That's awesome. Way to go. Uh, again, she's renamed uh, Huram, which means the laughing one. And so the love story begins. And the reason we know about this love story is because they wrote each other all the time. Oh, so we got love letters. We do. Nice. So so once they get married, Suleiman frees all of his concubines. He has no more concubines. Oh, whoa, that's pretty woke. Okay. Yeah. So, so for those of you who may not be aware, even when kings were married, whether it's an emperor, king, or a sultan, they had their wives, but then they had other women who they associated with, women who they would go out and talk with. Sometimes they would sleep with along with their wives. And Suleiman's like, nope, I got everything I need right here. Yeah, so he ditched all his concubines. Nice, nice. And that's totally different than now when rich and powerful men totally don't step out on their wives. Never. Right? Yeah, never do never. that. Never see that in the news all the time. Okay, so uh, telling this love story through the poetry and letters is really cool. And so, Mr. Breen, I would like us to do some character reading today, Ooh, if possible. We'll do a little 
little read aloud here on Storytime with the Histories. Okay, yeah, and I did get that uh, that that document you sent okay. over, Suleiman's poem. So I will have, if you would, if you'd play the role of Suleiman today and yep. read one of the most famous poems, really, in most of history. Um, and this was a poem to Huram, his his wife, his slave wife, for lack of a better word. All right, so that's quite the setup. Well, the it, greatest poem, love poem in history. I oh come on, by you, the greatest king, and I'm gonna read. Yeah. I'm gonna do the reading. All right, let okay. me first of all kind of warm up. <clears throat> all right, get your me, voice me, ready. me 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 me. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. I think that's the best. I'm gonna get to it. All right, dramatic love poem reading. All right, I got it. Here we go. All right. My resident of solitude, my everything, my beloved, my shining moon, my friend, my privacy, my everything, my shah of beautifuls, my sultan, my life, my existence, my lifetime, my wine of youngness, my heaven, my spring, my joy, my day, my beloved, my laughing rose, my plant, my sugar, my treasure, my delicate in the world, my saint, my Joseph, my everything, my con of my heart's Egypt, my Istanbul, my Karaman, my land of rum, my Behedison, my Kipchak, my Baghdad, my Horasan, my long haired, my bow like eyebrow, my eye full of discord, my patient, my blood is on your hands if I die. Mercy, oh my non Muslim, I am a flatterer near your door. I always praise you. Heart is full of sorrow. I is full of tears. I am Mahibi, and I am happy. Oh, my God. Seriously. It's like she's everything to him. Yeah, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. All right, but I, I don't want to detract, but I totally have seen these words before. This is the first time I've read this poem. Right. But I've, I guess, seen these words, heard these words. Do you remember the George uh, Lucas film Willow? Did you see that no. one? I don't know if I've seen it. I I remember it. Like I remember the title. I'm fill me in. Okay, so the, luckily you have time to watch it. So we've all got plenty of time these days. So Willow um, is the story of this like journeyman. Uh, he's on this epic journey and he needs a protector. And the protector is played by Val Kilmer. His name is Mad Mardigan. And Mad Mardigan has to fight off all of these these. Uh, warriors, but the the main antagonist warrior that he needs to fight off is a female knight, and she's young and beautiful with red hair, actually. Um, and uh, there's this scene where Mad Mardigan, Val Kilmer, gets hit in the face by these little pygmy guys with love dust. They're trying oh, to yes. escape him, yes. and he gets this love dust all over his face. And it's during this like kind of love haze that he's cornered by the female knight, and we think she's going to kill him, but he starts uh, spouting off like, "You're my moon." <laughs> you're my stars you're my goddess in heaven and she's like totally like what is going on right now because he's totally hitting on her right and, and it, like eventually he like is able to escape not because like he wants to leave because now he, he now he loves her to, yeah, yeah, he loves her exactly. But Willow like like breaks him free so that she doesn't kill him because she but she's totally disarmed disarmed for a second. And I think George Lucas maybe ripped this off a little bit. I'm thinking like the the tall, redheaded, white, fair skinned, like that's the female knight for sure. And then some of these, like my plant, my sugar, my treasure, my delicate in the world, my shining moon. Those seem to be the words that Val Kilmer is spewing at this female knight. So I'm just saying, I think I've seen this one before, but you are right. 
this is pretty, pretty dreamy. And I think if you sat down and wrote this for somebody, you're in love. So let me ask this question in the movie Willow. Um, does Val Kilmer's character ever lose that love and feeling? <laughs> 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 nice crossover. Um, I don't want to spoil it. I think we've got enough George Lucas, you know, Star Wars um, enthusiasts out there uh, in our listener pool that you're going to have to check this one out. So no spoilers right. here. Go find out if uh, Val Kilmer ever does lose that love and feeling. Yeah, I kind of want to know if they stay together now. Yeah, you got to check it out. And you got the time, like I said. Oh, All right, God, so... You said that there's love letters, there, which implies back and forth. There are. So as Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, he is obviously going to be gone a lot of the time, whether it's through military campaigns or diplomatic campaigns. And, and Hurim doesn't like this. She, I mean, she loves this guy. Yeah, they're, right? they're in deep, yeah. And so there are a series of letters that she actually writes to her Sultan. And... Um, Oh, I just got to read them. They're so good. Okay, all right. They're so good. So, because we definitely see the love coming from Suleiman's angle, and the idea is, does she reciprocate it just as much? And she totally does. So awesome. here is here is an example of an early letter from Hunam to Suleiman. Here's what she says: I am lost in this universe created by our Lord. I lived my best years under your protection, like a pearl in your jewel box. Please accept this rue from your helpless and miserable slave who is suffering in your absence. I only find peace next to you, and words and inks would not be enough to tell my happiness and joy when I am right next to you. Memories of the days we spent together, the moments we've shared, fill your servant's heart. I console myself with these memories in your absence. I am low when you are away, as no one can ease my pain. All right. That's, that's nice. Too. Yeah, I think so. So that, that letter was written in 1526, which is about 40 years before Suleiman dies. So this love thing is going on for a long this time. This is an extended love. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and we got to think about how this whole thing started. She was a slave. So, I mean, they're definitely deeply in love as she's writing something like that. Mm -hmm. All right. This is an epic love story that's got my attention. And it only gets better. So oh, there's more. There's another letter. So as the years go by and Suleiman is gone more and more often, um, she decided, you know, and she's got all kinds of letters. These are just a couple of them. She sends another letter to Suleiman. And what she does with this one is she's, She's wearing clothing. She's sobbing uncontrollably because she misses him so much. Right. And so then heart. she writes her letter. She wraps it in these clothes that are soaked in her tears and sends that to Suleiman. Okay. All right. But so he's got the, this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking like any other move, any other couple, that's like Klinger Stalker-esque to do something like that. But oh, totally. we've already seen their deep love. So the gesture is very touching and moving. It's heartfelt. All right, so here's what she says with this letter wrapped in tear-soaked clothing. My life, my Lord, my dear Sultan, my only prayer to Allah is to see your beaming face again. No more separation from now on. I wish from my Lord that my Sultan, my beloved man, will always be happy in the world and in the hereafter. 
you always gain victories against your enemies. I know very well that my sultan fell for this slave in a twist of fate. You wiped away her tears and made her happy. I chose Islam because of him. That's why I can only be happy around you. I am sending you one of my clothes soaked with my tears. Please wear it for me. And that's the end of the letter. Wow, man. I can totally see him riding off to battle too, just wearing this like shawl. Yeah. <laughs> like, this little rose pattern. Suleiman today, right? <laughs> like, man, he's really, uh, it's a bold, bold fashion choice for battle, but I guess, but, but like you said, he, he won and won and won and won. So maybe he's got this divine inspiration. He's going to fight his way back to his wife. Yeah. And oh. she does say, she's like, I, I need to see you again. Yeah. I can't wait to see your beaming face. That is, and that is kind of the tragedy of this in some ways, right? Is they're so deeply and madly in love, but he's off fighting. And this isn't like now where you could just hop on a plane right. and be back home in a couple hours. Like these journeys are perilous and, and these campaigns are, are mm-hmm. going to take years of time. We're not talking about the Mongols here, right? These no. are going to be huge battles. Yes, they're apart a lot. And there, wow. there, there is no Ottoman version of Snapchat or texting or, <laughs> you know, a little selfie on Instagram. I mean, they don't, they can't communicate outside of letters. Oh, the sad, I know the sad part of the story though is, she wrote that letter and she yeah. never saw Suleiman again. That's like, that could be their last communication. It could be. Oh man, that's sad. So does he? He dies in battle. He dies yeah, out he, on campaign. He died in Hungary. Right yeah. where his heart was buried, and yeah, she never got to see him again. So what happened to her afterwards? She kind of lost it a little bit. She had she did not fare so well after Suleiman's death, which makes sense because you see, yeah. you know, like when when you see really older couples or couples who have been together a long time and they really really love each other, yeah, when yeah. one dies, the other one, it they just kind of lose the will to live a little bit, and I think that's what happened with her. I I just think she she saw herself not as an individual but as part of. Suleiman and I think Suleiman felt the same way about her and when part uh, of you dies the other is gonna follow so yeah she died a few years later after Suleiman died wow wife without purpose yeah yeah that's sad that is tragic all right I this know. is way real. better than Romeo and Juliet yep way better than that's that's the the letters and everything that's such a better gesture than like here's a big building I built you when you died Oh, and seriously, Romeo and Juliet, are you kidding me? You guys are freaking kids. You've known each other for 24 hours, and you're confessing your ultimate love to each other. Give me a freaking break. Wow, rough. Sorry, listeners, if that's that's Oh, my God. They're such (laughs) petulant little children. I'm just like, seriously. That is the grizzled wisdom of love right there. When When you're in, you know, years and years and years of a relationship, you know, right? Because so. you know exactly what you want at 16. That's <laughs> no offense, listeners, but you don't yet. You will. Totally it's all good. True. We were all in the same boat. We all felt the same. I remember when I was dating at 16, I was going to marry this guy and we were going to be in love forever. I was in my basement just by myself. Oh, just okay. listening to Weezer. Yeah, it was tough out there. I know, but what a, what an awesome love story. I just, I fell in love with it. I had, I wanted to tell it. Thank you for letting us do this as a podcast. It was really cool. Absolutely. I, oh no, this is a good one. This is a good one. So if, if kids, because now we're, now it's in my mind. If kids want to, if students out there, if you guys want to imagine like, who would this be today? Who, who are they today? Who's this epic, true, pure love mm. today? I, I know who my version is. I, I don't, right, and I, who do you got? Okay. I think it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. 
Jim from The Office? Yeah! All right, you got to enlighten me. I don't know okay. much about them. So they are the freaking cutest couple, right? Um, they they just enjoy being in each other's company. They're always laughing together. Uh, they just always seem so happy when they're together. Um, oh. And then the fact that they did, um, what's that movie called? Oh my God. The one where they have to oh, be the, silent. The silent place. Yes. The silent place. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, did they meet on, on set there? No, or? they were already married. Oh, so that was like real chemistry. Yeah. So if you, if you can... If your husband's a director and you're an actor in the film and you don't divorce by the time the movie's done, you true. win. That's true love. True. No, true that, love. they that was a that, you know what? That was a pretty good movie too. Yeah, they had a good love story in there. All I think right. there's a quiet place too, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one either. All right. Well, there you go. Look at all the movie recommendations. Great love story. Something happy. Which yes. We, we've been searching for so desperately. <laughs> so so long. Um, so yeah, so I think that's going to do it for us today, Mr. Sweet. Breen. Sweet. I'm excited. I can't wait to get this one out there to everybody bring up their spirits a little bit, uh, during this time of, um, social isolation. Um, and if you do have a significant uh, other out there, remember pen and paper, right? You can send there, a letter. It would mean so much more if you did pen and paper, don't you think? I think so. Over like FaceTime, like, like a, definitely better than FaceTime or a, or like some sort of social media or something like that. I agree. LOL, you are the I don't even know what the <laughs> the abbreviations for, so I don't know. But I was. Just, I have no idea. I think it would like stay out of that territory. Yeah. Because <laughs> not none of us know anything. All right. Well, good. Um, so do we, uh, you know, want to hit them up with what's next or we want to keep that secret? I or? think we should keep that secret. Okay. Well, yeah. we got something good coming for you guys. Um, uh, so I'm, I know I'm personally very excited for it. I, I think I'll also use this to uh, push out there. I know I had spoken with some of my students and I, I don't know if yours felt the same way. Um, there was a little bit of uh, sadness that we didn't get to World War II in class and didn't mm. get to get uh, deep into some of that history yeah. and some of those stories. And so what I decided to do is I will uh, do a deep dive on the YouTube page okay. of World War II. Um, so it won't be totally story time s there'll be some history stuff in there as well um that's a, a little bit more just like straight up history um but for all you world war ii or military history fanatics um that were asking for it lord knows i've got the time so <laughs> um I'll, I'll definitely hop in and, and do that one so and that will also go pretty well with night uh for those of us out there who are reading night right now as well Oh, sounds great. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us again at Storytime with the Histress. And for your host, Jen Dumas, Matt Barine, we will see you next time. Bye.